Blue Jays. Welcome back to the Johns Hopkins Newsletter Podcast for another episode. I'm Helen Lacey. We at the newsletter are excited to share the ins and outs of Hopkins with you. From recaps of pressing Hopkins news, interviews with notable community figures, to peeks into daily student life, make sure you tune in every other Thursday. Recaps. Johns Hopkins medicine doctor and professor placed on leave following anti-Palestinian tweets. Darren Klugman, a pediatric cardiac critical care director at the Johns Hopkins Pediatric and Congenital Heart Center and associate professor at the Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine, has been placed on leave while the Johns Hopkins Hospital investigates violent anti-Palestinian posts made on X, formerly Twitter. Klugman's tweets, posted on October 7th and 8th, referred to Palestinians as, quote, bloodthirsty, morally depraved animals, end quote, barbaric animals with no concern for life, end quote. He responded with, quote, God willing, end quote, under a post that accused Israel of planning large-scale slaughter and displacement of Palestinians. Kim Hopi, Vice President of Communications and Chief Communications Officer at the Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine, stated that Klugman was placed on leave and will not have any interaction with patients or students during the investigation. The Council on American-Islamic Relations submitted a complaint for the faculty member to have his medical license revoked if the posts are proven to be authentic. President Ronald J. Daniels wrote in an email broadcast, quote, Johns Hopkins Medicine and Johns Hopkins University are committed to providing a safe and inclusive environment for working, learning, and patient care for every member of our community and all those we serve, end quote. End quote. Johns Hopkins University seeks to bring our community together in a shared sense of humanity, end quote. MSE Symposium partners with SNF Agora Institute to host debate on affirmative action. On November 15th, the second Milton S. Eisenhower, or MSE, Symposium Event of the Year, titled Affirmative Action Debate, took place. Four speakers were brought to debate the question of whether race-based affirmative action is still necessary despite the recent Supreme Court ruling against it. The speakers included Jonathan Feingold, an associate professor at the Boston University School of Law, and Natasha Wereku, a sociology professor at Tufts University on the pro-affirmative action side, as well as Richard Collenberg, a non-resident scholar at Georgetown University and a Supreme Court expert witness, and Mike Gonzalez, a senior fellow at the conservative think tank the Heritage Foundation on the anti-affirmative action side. The pro-affirmative action speakers began by stressing how certain legal policies could be unethical. Waraku expressed that there are misconceptions that affirmative action doesn't work. Kallenberg discussed how the main issue results from ignorance of economic disparities. The pro-affirmative action speakers held that race was a factor that needed to be included in addition to class, while the con side stated that it should be ignored entirely. Feingold argued that racism still had an impact on people's lives, regardless of their economic class. Gonzalez mentioned that racial identities should not be used to represent individuals as members of monolithic groups, but as unique individuals. After the debate, there was a post-event poll, and most audience members were against affirmative action. In a poll taken before the event, the majority of attendees were in support of affirmative action. Rent is too damn high. With the recent staggering increases in rent prices, many are asking why. Since the pandemic, monthly rent prices have increased by more than 300%. In an op-ed by Nick Dom, he explained that one of the main reasons for increases in rent is inflation. The buying power of the dollar has fallen by 16%, and rent prices have grown faster than income for the last three years. 
Another problem is the decrease in new home construction. Demand for new housing is spiking, and the appropriate rate of new housing construction has not been met since 2006. Dom suggested freezing rent prices as a potential solution, acknowledging that although freezes can provide stability, the solution has little impact on the housing quantity problem itself. Dom also suggested the U.S. government allocate funds to increasing public housing projects. An added bonus is that a greater housing supply can decrease rent prices in the free market. Dom argued that social support is as important as financial support when dealing with staggering rent prices. A new project is currently being introduced in Seattle to help low-income people apply for subsidized housing. This program, Creating Moves to Opportunity, is especially vital for people who have no credit score and can be an initial step in bringing people out of housing instability. Exploring the new ramen place at Toki Underground. The award-winning ramen place, Toki Underground, has been growing in popularity among Hopkins students. Sydney Langer wrote about their experience at the restaurant in a recent article. Decorated with modern lights and enriched with Baby Yoda figurines, the ambiance was cozy and artsy. They had a variety of appetizers from root beer and wings to bao buns. The dishes were artistically plated with sprinkles of colorful spices. Langer enjoyed the fried chicken from the appetizer menu. However, they found their main ramen dishes to be underwhelming, despite the publicity and positive ratings. The price was at least $17 per bowl, which seemed steep compared to its quality. All in all, Langer and their friends unanimously agreed that Kajiken is better. Toki Underground couldn't compete with Kajiken's significantly cheaper prices of $13 to $15. While it is a good restaurant to escape the Homewood campus, it cannot replace Kajiken, just a two-minute walk away. Now, let's move on to our wrap-up. Here's what to watch and watch for, according to our art section. Watch The Crown Season 6. This season focuses on the tragic life of Princess Diana as she lives out the final days of her life and continues to follow the aging Queen Elizabeth II. Thanksgiving, directed by Eli Roth, also came out on November 17th and follows residents of Plymouth, Massachusetts as an axe-wielding murderer dressed as a pilgrim murders townspeople with implements found at the Thanksgiving table. Read Day by Michael Cunningham, the story of a family falling apart in their cozy Brooklyn brownstone during lockdown and attempting to reconcile their new reality. Finally, listen to Rockstar by Dolly Parton, an album where Parton covers classic rock songs as well as creating new music of her own. Now onto a rapid-fire recap of science news. Scientists shed light on a mysterious galaxy type. Ultra-compact dwarf galaxies are small, dense collections of stars. To understand how they form, a team based in China used data from ground-based telescope studies to focus their attention on the Virgo cluster, a cluster of approximately 1,500 galaxies, including UCDs. They discovered that UCDs start off as dwarf galaxies within galactic clusters that then lose their outer stars over time as the larger galaxies around them pull the stars away. Superconductor research retracted. Although many materials are known to be superconductive when cooled to prohibitively low temperatures, the hunt is still on for room temperature and pressure superconductors. Earlier this year, a team based out of the University of Rochester published a paper claiming to have discovered such a compound. However, after other researchers proved unable to recreate key findings from the study's data and public criticism grew, Nature launched an internal review of the paper that ultimately led to its retraction. Euclid Space Telescope releases first images. 
While scientists at the Space Telescope Science Institute pore over the remarkably precise images of the cosmos captured by the James Webb Space Telescope, the European Space Agency has reached a major milestone in its own imaging project, the Euclid Space Telescope. The telescope released its first full-color images since the satellite's July 1st launch. The images include new views of classics such as the Horsehead Nebula and Perseus Cluster. Monkey with Induced Chimerism Born A team of scientists in China announced that they have successfully created a chimeric monkey that survived live birth. Chimeras are single organisms containing multiple genotypes, that is, combinations of genetic material. In rare cases, chimerism occurs in humans when fraternal twin embryos fuse early on in pregnancy. The resulting fetus will have genetic material from both embryos and contain two distinct cell lines. Now, let's check in with the Blue Jays competing all over the country. Men's and Women's Swim will compete at the Bucknell Invitational in Lewisburg, Pennsylvania this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Men's and Women's Track will compete in the TCNJ Open and the Sharon Collier Danville Opener this Saturday. Men's and Women's Basketball will compete against Muhlenberg this Saturday at 4 p.m. and 6 p.m. respectively. That's all for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. For more in-depth news, you can visit our website, www.jhunewsletter.com, and find print editions of our paper around campus. The newsletter podcast is produced by Helen Lacey and Charlene John. Audio production by Harrison Rosenblum. Script written by Claire Park. Production support from Abby Tushman and Yana Mullaney. Thanks again for listening.